0: We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. I'm sure some of you are getting a little nervous now because we've been studying the great stories of the Bible and to this point we've not gotten out of the book of Genesis. Uh, Let me put you at ease. We're not going to spend this much time in every book. Genesis is uh, not only the first book of the Bible but it encompasses thousands of years and some of the great journeys of the Bible are found there. But today we're taking another step. We're going the second mile. We're going to the book of Exodus. Uh, Today I want to talk to you about the great journey that Moses had with God. Now his story, of course, is in the opening pages of the book of Exodus, and it continues really throughout the book because his journey becomes the the journey of the children of Israel. But this is beautiful to me. Before the children of Israel had their 40-year journey with God, Moses had his 40-year journey with God. I'm thinking now of the words of the song, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Well, I think Moses was a man who understood that. He understood this world was not his home, uh, not in Egypt, not even in the desert, not on the backside of Midian. He was in lots of different geographical locations, but he was looking for something greater. He was looking for the Lord, he was looking for all God had for him. Now, his story is found in Exodus, but I want to read to you a summary passage from Hebrews chapter 11 about Moses. Here's what it says. Hebrews 11, verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. And by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. So, there's several stages in Moses' journey summarized in those handful of verses in Hebrews chapter number 11. As uh, Someone has Remarked that the first forty years of his life, uh, Moses learned something about himself, his own importance, and uh, who he was. Uh, that really happens, I think, in youth. We all have this idea that we know who we are and why we're here. And uh, Moses started to enter into that in the first forty years of his life. And then they said the next forty years of of his life, he learned his impotence, his inability, his weakness. And I believe that to be true. God sent him to the backside of the desert of Midian for 40 years. That's where he met God at the burning bush. You see, he had to learn really that he was nothing and God was everything. And then the last 40 years of his life, he learned God's power. He learned the Lord's divine ability because that was the 40 years where he was going to lead the children of Israel. But before he could lead others, before anybody else could follow him on the journey, he had to make the journey with God himself. And that journey is described here in Hebrews chapter number 11. We know that Moses had wonderful parents, God-fearing parents, and they exercised faith in God. I would say to every parent and grandparent, you need to trust the Lord for yourself, and you need to exercise faith for your children. But you can't believe God for them. they got to learn to believe God for themselves. So there's a great progression here where we move from parental faith to personal faith from Moses' parents in Hebrews 11.23 to Moses himself in Hebrews 11.24. Everyone must come to this place by faith Moses. In other words, there's a choice to be made. Uh, There's some things Moses had no control over. He couldn't control who his parents were, where he was born, but he did have to choose whether he was going to believe God or not. And so, here are some choices that all of us must make along our journey. First of all, he had to choose who he belonged to. The Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He had to choose whether he belonged to Pharaoh and Pharaoh's daughter or whether he belonged to the people of God. He had to choose whether he belonged to Egypt or belonged to Israel. He had to choose whether he belonged to man or whether he belonged to God. I wonder, who do you belong to? You know, the fear of man bringeth a snare. When you start living your life to please people, suddenly they've become your master. That's a terrible way to live. It's a miserable way to live. One of the most liberating things on earth is to get to the place of your own personal responsibility and accountability to Almighty God. You have liberty of soul and conscience to answer to the Lord. That doesn't mean there aren't authorities. Certainly there are. Moses had his parents. But there comes a time where the Bible says you come to years. You come of age, you come to a point where you must answer to God yourself. And the first choice you're going to have to make is, who do you belong to? The second thing he had to choose was what he was going to live for. The Bible says, he esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the, rich, than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. I love this. He had to choose whether now or later mattered most to him. Whether the riches of Egypt Or the reward of Christ was going to be greater. Let me just tell you, you put it on the eternal scale and life is going to look a lot different. So may I ask you on your journey, what are you living your life for today? What are you giving yourself to? What you can gain now? What you can get? We talked recently about uh, how little stuff means in light of eternity. So is that the way you're living your life? Somebody said most people live this way. Get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can. That's about right. Don't let anybody have it. Try to protect what you have. You can live that way if you want to. That's the way everybody else is living. Or you can choose the reproach of Christ and believe that His presence is going to be more than all of your companions. Uh, His presence and His riches are going to be greater than anything you're going to have to endure in this life. Oh, my friend, the Lord always pays better in the end. So, on your journey, like Moses, you've got to choose who you belong to you got to choose what you're going to live for. And then, listen to the last verse. Verse 27 says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You're going to have to choose uh, where you're going to place your affections. He had to choose between fearing the wrath of the king in Egypt or faith in God. I'll tell you, the opposite of fear is not boldness, the opposite of fear is faith. When you learn to get your eyes on the Lord and God becomes big in your life, then every man becomes small and everything becomes small and every need becomes small. Why? Because God is greater. I love the fact that in Hebrews 11:28 28, it says through faith, he kept the Passover. So you, you see him continuing to follow the Lord all along this journey. Now, this is not the whole journey. It's just kind of a synopsis. The journey goes on and on and it does for all of us. It's going to end, for Moses, on Pisgah, at the top of Mount Nebo, looking over into the Promised Land. But from start to finish on his journey, he had to choose who he was going to live for, what he was going to live for, and where he was going to place his affection. And you and I have to choose the very same thing. I want to challenge you today. You know, God may have you right now in a palace like Moses in the early days. He may have you in a desert. You know, there's some lessons that can only be made and learned in the desert. I think it was Barnhouse that said that the man who was going to thunder in Pharaoh's court uh, had to first stand barefooted before the burning bush. So maybe that's where God has you today. Or maybe you're called on to lead some people and you feel like you're out in the wilderness wanderings. Wherever you are, know this, God is greater and God can be trusted. The journey is always a journey of faith and the destination is always the Lord's presence. Walk with Him today. Trust Him today. Obey Him today promise you, when you get to the end of the journey, you're going to be very glad that you did. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauly.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.